Here's Elliott side by side down the back stretch. Chastain in turn one drives it in deep to the bottom. Problems along the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways. He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshire. And it's time now to raise the door on J.C.'s Garage. Welcome to J.C.'s Garage. I'm J.C. Fickenshire, joined by David Stiles. The wait is over. The offseason has finally come to an end. We're a couple days away from the Daytona 500. A lot to look forward to this season. A couple new faces uh, in the Cup Series Garage. And uh, it's really going to be interesting this year. I think third year into this next-gen car, we kind of know a little bit of what to expect. Um, we know mile-and-a-halfs, two-mile treks have been amazing in this car. And over the past year, uh, after the first year, with the lack of the short tracks kind of dipping down, it, it seemed like last year that was a step up. Going into this year, they've they've done some testing on the short tracks, try to improve that package. But all around, looks like this next-gen car is finally coming into its own. I think every team really has a good understanding of it. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see this season who can come up on top, who can be the uh, the driver to to step foot and and win some races. Yeah, and, and it could be like the years past where we've had multiple winners throughout the season, 16, 17 different winners, which I'm excited to see that again. It's always mm-hmm. the start of a new season. And back in the old days when we had the media tours, when they would go to the Hall of Fame, you would ask the drivers, well, what's this season going to be like? And they say, well, we're just excited to be there. And that's kind of a, an inside running joke with the media members because that's everyone's answer. Mm-hmm. But I am excited for new racing. And like you said, we've got some new faces and some teams have kind of realigned themselves. Legacy will be with Toyota this year, which I think is a great move for them. Stuart Haas has a new stable of drivers coming into the picture, which I think is a, a good boost for them. And we had a uh, kind of come from behind champion last year with Ryan Blaney really getting on a uh, you know a momentous hot streak at the end of the year and didn't win the race at Phoenix but was able to win the championship. So I think it'll be a great year. I'm really excited for it. I can't believe the clash is already over. We've got duels this week and then Daytona this weekend. Mm-hmm. Obviously, going into Daytona, these drivers haven't stopped racing. Um, some of them might, but most of them have been running, whether it's dirt cars on on their local short track or uh, road cars trying to improve some of their road course style racing. A lot of these guys have been in different stuff throughout the offseason, but we're coming into Daytona. They ran the Clash a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think the weather kind of held that one short. It would have been interesting to see uh, some of those heat races and see if some of the guys who uh, were given a shot like uh, Josh Williams, who driver who wasn't expected to run a cup race at all this year. He was thrown up and and colleagues said, hey, go give this a shot. We're going to see, I think, a lot of that this year with new faces at Stuart Haas, like you said, Legacy, the whole rebrand going to Toyota and having John Hunter Nemechek. But uh, really for me, going into Daytona, I'm really interested uh, at that Spire team because of the new alliance with Trackhouse and uh, the the up they've had the past couple of years, Corey LaJoy being their their main driver, but now having two outstanding young drivers joining Corey LaJoy with Zane Smith and Carson Hosovar. We've seen what Carson Hosovar can do in a cup car the past 
a uh, couple races in, in the last season, in the 2023 season, he was uh, given some shots and, and really ha- had the sh- skill, showed the skill, whether he was driving with Hendrick a couple races, or with Spire a couple races, or uh, whether he was with Legacy filling in for that ride. Uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see how that Spire team can play out because they've kind of rebranded themselves and they have a great driver lineup. I mean, we've seen this in the offseason and through the end of 2023. If there's a charter to be bought, Spire is going to try and buy it up. And they've done this with Trackhouse and, uh, you know, they've, they've increased their stable size. To me, Carson Hosevar is in the same vein as a Ross Chastain style driver. Super aggressive, doesn't really care about making friends. I've met him here at the studio a couple of times. Super nice young guy. I think the sky's the limit for him. Zane Smith, proven winner. I mean, very good in the truck series. I think that they're both good fits to be in the cup series. We'll just have to see what happens. But going into Daytona, there's only 40 spots. Mm Mm-hmm. In that race, we've got 42 people on the entry list, and 36 of those are guaranteed already. So we've got, an, you know, what, six drivers vying for about four or five different spots. So someone's not going to make it at the end of these duels and at the end of these mm-hmm. qualifying rounds once we get down to the beaches of Daytona. Yeah, and we've seen over the past couple of years with the clash being moved away from Daytona that the speed weeks, as it used to be called, kind of chilled out a little bit more. We're more tame in the duels. Uh, you saw drivers using them as kind of an extended practice session due to the lack of, of practice that they're given now in the Cup Series. Um, but I, I think that's going to be really opposite of what we've seen the past couple of years. These guys are going to be racing super hard in the duels because that's their way in. And And when you have four spots open and six drivers they're going to be they're going to be driving really hard and you expect three it's going to be three and three for each duel of uh drivers not locked in so one guy's going to be knocked out in each duel race and uh some of these guys who are not locked into this race uh, big names uh it, it could really it could really swing a lot of different ways and and all the cars seem to be super even at Daytona so we'll really see who's done the most sim work who's uh, sat in the shop, worked with their crew a lot, and uh, who can sneak their way in the Daytona 500. So I want to give you a little bit of a uh, challenge here. So there, I think there are six or seven drivers in this field that have won a Daytona 500. Can you name all of them? Okay. Joey Logano. Yep. Denny Hamlin. Yep. He's won three, by the way. Chris Buescher. No. No, no, no. No. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse yep. went last year. Jimmy Johnson. Yep. Hmm. Come on, you got this. Who won it before Stenhouse? Oh, Michael McDowell. Yeah, there you go. Um, two, one more or two more? I think it's one more. Kyle Busch has no. no he's he never won never the. Won. He's never won the five hundred. It's not Truex. It's... it's someone I would consider to be on a hot seat. Okay. For the twenty twenty three season. What manufacturer do they drive? I'm just going to tell you, it's Austin Cindric. Ah, oh, I I forget about yeah. that one. Yeah, so Austin Cindric has won a Daytona 500. Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Austin Dillon, Jimmy Johnson, and uh, 
and see now I'm blanking on one too. Michael McDowell, <laughs> Michael Ricky McDowell, Stenhouse Rick Jr. Stenhouse. So seven. Yep. There's seven of them in the current field that have won a Daytona 500. So the past three have been won by different, you know, new time winners. It's the first mm-hmm. time they've won the 500. Do you think we'll see that in Daytona this weekend? I I think so. Uh, I, I think that 500 is such a hard race to repeat at. Uh, everything's got to go so perfect for a driver. And when you look at guys, well, there's seven of them who have won it already. Um, obviously, Denny Hamlin, the only one in there to do it multiple times. Um, so I think Jimmy's won Jimmy's it twice. Jimmy's won it twice. So I think it's it's really hard for these drivers to do it. Um, I think it's possible, but I, I'd like to take the other... 33 drivers over the seven who have already uh, won it. So you're going to say a new winner? I, I think it'll be a, a new Daytona 500 winner. I like it. To me, it's a toss-up. I mean, it, we're going to a super speedway track where the pack is how you have to run. So you're going to have to run in a pack, and when you do that, it just breeds cautions. Yeah. People are going to get super aggressive, and they're going to try to make a push for the front when they feel like it's time to go. For me, I... If I'm going to pick someone that I kind of like, I, I look at a few different drivers that I think excel at this kind of driving. I mean, you have to pick Denny Hamlin. He's won mm-hmm. the thing three times. He's arguably the best yeah. super speedway racer that we have on the circuit right now. And, I mean, arguably one of the best drivers. He's won 51 races. Mm-hmm. So he's had an outstanding career. Bubba Wallace has been very close to winning it a few different times. He's finished second. He's also been, mm-hmm. you know, crashed on the last lap and almost won the race. We also saw last year Chris Busher and Brad Keselowski one-two finish as Keselowski mm-hmm. pushed Busher to the win. I think Brad K and Chris Busher both have a good shot at Daytona as well. But we'll just have to wait and see what the qualifying efforts are. Wait and see what the uh, duels have for us, and uh, it's a toss-up. I mean, we've seen people like Trevor Bain who win this race and then they don't win another race in their entire career, and mm-hmm. I hate it for Trevor Bain, but that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles sometimes for these drivers at America's Greatest Race. Yeah, I, I think it's always exciting going to Daytona because obviously the season's back starting, but all of these drivers can go into this race and win it. And yeah. and winning this race would not only mean you're a Daytona 500 champion, but it would punch your ticket into the playoffs. Uh, so I think going into this race this weekend... Everybody has their eyes on the trophy. Everybody wants to win this race and get their name engraved on it. But again, these drivers see that this could be. I mean, this uh, is career changing. Yeah. I feel like it extends. If you're in a a situation where it's like, man, I don't know if we're going to resign this guy or not. Mm -hmm. You win the Daytona 500. I think you're good at least for three more seasons. Yeah. And Absolutely. It just locks you in. It's like this is he they won the biggest race mm-hmm. on the whole schedule. And I think yeah. that NASCAR is so interesting for having the biggest race of the season start the, start season, the season off. off. Yeah. Because it kind of primes the pump. But at the same time, the person that wins at Daytona, it doesn't really have a true indication for how the rest of the season is going to go. Yeah. As we saw with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. last year, he he started the season off very solid, but won the Daytona 500, got punched in the playoffs, just didn't have the all-around speed to compete once the playoffs started. And uh, I think that's what's so interesting about Daytona is you can go out there and win that race. A guy like Corey LaJoy this weekend who 
we don't really know how the Spire cars are going to compete this year. Um, but if we base it off of the last couple years, Corey LaJoy has had shots to win this race. Bubba Wallace has had shots. Everybody's had a shot to win this race. But Corey LaJoy wins this race, changes his career. But it doesn't mean he's going to go into the playoffs and advance in the first round. That's not likely if if he would have won one of these super speedway races last year. But now I, I think it's such a big thing if if one of these smaller drivers or teams can win this race, it's such a momentum changer and, and all around career changing moment that it everybody's got their eyes on it when when you're looking at that edge of do they have a ride next year? Yeah. Uh, which which is a big thing because with the lack of charters and, and how many seats are already booked up, you you don't have a ride secured if if you're not winning races every year. And and that kind of transitions me into this question. You know, we alluded to it. If you win the 500, it kind of extends your career for a number of years. I mean, I think Stenhouse is going to reap the benefits of that for a couple of more years. So will my, Michael McDowell. But Michael McDowell is winning road course races. Yeah. He absolutely dominated a couple of those last season. So for me, I want to look at a few drivers that are on the hot seat. Who do you think they have to have a really good year or they have to come up with a couple of big wins this season to stay in their ride and stay competitive and stay relevant in the Cup Series in 2024? I think there's there's a couple. Uh, like you noted, Austin Sindrick, who won the uh, Daytona 500 in his first season, uh, he's he's had every once in a while he'll have a showing that's pretty good. But for for what his teammates have done the past couple years, I think it's hard for him to not win a race this year and keep that seat. I mean, they've both won championships uh, back to back years. They've won both of the next gen championships. Um, not crazy like high winning number seasons, but they're getting the job done when they need to. And I think Austin Cindric's looking at that. Uh, he's he's got to win a race or two this year to hold that ride, especially with what Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney have won alongside of the championship, uh, especially last year with Ryan Blaney winning the Coke 600, a crown jewel, and Talladega and getting that hot streak going into the championship. Didn't win the championship race, but didn't matter because he won the championship. So I, I think Austin Sindrick's a big one because of that. Hasn't really had any races since the Daytona 500 he won where he's had a chance to win it I would say and uh, I think that's the biggest thing we've seen with this next gen cars you can't win the you can't win races if you're not running up front yeah um you're, you're not gonna really back into many wins in in this car it's it's too competitive and you can't just back into one you you have to get it done and along with that I, I think well, I mean, I know that I know that Cindric has been raved as this great road course racer as well, but hasn't. But, but he hasn't produced, and I think there are yeah. five or six different drivers that are that are better, better on, the, on road. the road courses than yeah. he is. I mean, McDowell for one. I know I've said that already a couple of times this show. Tyler Reddick, really good on the road courses. Ross Chastain, good on the road courses. I mean, it, even though they're becoming more prevalent on the schedule. I don't look at any of those and go, you know what? Austin Cindric has a better chance than these four drivers. And the other thing with that is we know we have some road course ringers. The idea of bringing in a road course driver to come into a race and run road courses 
is a thing now. And it's not like, oh, we're going to bring in this F1 guy and he's going to run a race and he might he might run top 10. We're, we saw what SVG did last year and we know what he's going to run this year. He could very well take away a race that oh, Austin Sindrick could win. And I think that's, that's where Austin Sindrick, yes, we know he's solid on the road courses. He hasn't proved anything that he's great, but if he's going to win a race, that's not a super speedway. It probably will be a road course, but he's I still think there's five or six drivers I, better than I, him. And I agree with that. I, I think for him, he's got to be all around, got to have an all around good season. He's got to be good everywhere because with SVG running these races, we know both colleague cars are kind of in the hands of different guys. Uh, we could see a, a race that has yeah, AJ Allmendinger in one of those cars and SVG in the other one. And I think for a, a driver who's better at the road courses, but not a top five road course driver in the C series. He's he probably won't beat those two drivers. I think someone else, you know, kind of in the same vein. If we're staying in the Ford camp, Harrison Burton. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the in the Wood Brothers car, really no good stats. Not mm -hmm. he doesn't run up front a lot. It's just been kind of hard to watch that team and watch him kind of languish around the middle of the pack for mm -hmm. the last two or three seasons. What are you kind of thinking for Harrison? I, I agree. Again, kind of a driver who's been in the shadows a lot. Uh, hasn't really done anything crazy. Uh, I guess the biggest thing in his Cup Series career is probably the flip that he yeah. had at uh, at Talladega, and that's not something you want to be remembered for. So I, I think he can have an up year. Um, it it'll be interesting to see how that Wood Brothers team plays out because the past couple years since Ryan Blaney has left that team. They've had showings here and there, but really kind of been in the shadows of, of Team Penske. And I think that that's hard for them to to do. Uh, but I, I could see them having a good running here and there, uh, bring a good car to some of these tracks. Uh, but Harrison, I agree with that. I think he needs it. And you look in the, in the Ford bloodline down in the Xfinity and Truck Series, there's some drivers itching to get a ride. And, and I think, uh, I think, he doesn't need to do as much as Cindric does to hold his ride. Um, but then again, if we're saying Cindric's rides up for grabs, it could very well mean Cindric gets put in that 21 car. Yeah. Another person that I think is uh, feeling a little bit of the pressure, and I love this driver, very marketable, uh, won a race at Sonoma mm -hmm. and had a great fan interaction. I mean, he punched a taco pinata, yeah. is Daniel Suarez. And he's he's had glimpses and and flashes of wins, but then he'll have a little bit of bad luck and he'll get wrecked or get pushed out of the you know line and hit a <laughs> hit some sand and then blow a tire and it's like <laughs> man like you just can't catch a break. But mm -hmm. I do think that the pressure is mounting over there for the the driver of the ninety nine because Chastain won that race at Phoenix and I mm -hmm. think that he's going to get his mojo back for twenty twenty four. Yeah. SVG came in and won that race in Chicago. You could very well see Daniel Suarez setting on the outside after 2024. If SGV comes in and has a killer season, they could put him in the 99. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think Daniel Suarez is one for, for track house to be hard to stray away from. Um, he runs really good. 
at, at times. He can string in some good races. Last year just had a lot of bad luck and struggled to finish some of the races, would run in the top 10, and then you'd kind of like see, oh, where did he go and finishes like 17th. And it's, it's I think for him, just needs to to keep the car in front of him and, and finish some races because he's got the skill. He can win. He's got the car to win. Um, I I think his ride is kind of secure for now because Trackhouse is so interested at yeah. at getting new cars, get buying a charter whenever they can. Uh, so I, I think that one's kind of hands up in the air. Uh, because Daniel Suarez could could turn it on at any moment oh, yeah. and uh, string in a a good season. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think he needs to step it up from what he had last year. Um. Oh, he needs to win. I, I think is a big, I think they both big point in his career. Uh, both Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez, they feed so much off of winning, and uh, we saw that all last year. Ross Chastain was had a very down year f- compared to their first year uh, with the next gen car, but would win a race, and you'd see the next couple races. Okay, he's kind of up here in the top five, top ten, running really good. Um, so I think for both of those guys, if Daniel Suarez could pick off a win early in the season and feed off that momentum and, and understand that he's skilled enough to compete in the cup series, uh, I I think sky's the limit for him, but again, needs to get a first win, uh, like, like he did at Sonoma. All right. So let's look into the magic eight ball or the magic crystal ball. What, what are your Four drivers for the championship when we get to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then who will be the winner in 2024? I I think we we say this every year. It's it's hard to pick, but you can you can kind of eat your way around the apple and, and pick some drivers that are gonna be up there. And I think the first one that's hard to not put in there is Kyle Larson. Um whether he's driving a three-wheeled motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> or an Indy car like he's going to run the Indy 500. I think he's got a shot to win anything. And uh, the the Hendrick team as a whole last year should have had all four drivers in the playoffs. Due to injuries, they they didn't. But William Byron had an incredible year. Um, really a statement year for him. And Kyle Larson just did his thing. Uh, just kind of had a little bit of high lows in the playoffs. He would win a race or finish second and then wreck out and and I think that's what he struggled with but I think he he's gonna be fine I, I think Kyle Larson goes into this year gets a couple wins and makes his way to the championship four and uh, we'll race for a title this year um adding to that we we've seen Penske guys sneak their way in every year and uh the past two years they they knock off a couple championships I think Ryan Blaney coming off a championship, I think that team will be more around winning some races this year and uh, be more competitive throughout the whole year and and a little bit more consistent. But I can see one of those drivers, either Ryan Blaney or Joey Logano, and I'll give it to Ryan Blaney right now because out of all the Fords in in that Penske group, he was just the most consistent year round. So I think those two... Uh, I, I like them going in, and then I, I think Joe Gibbs will have a driver in, and um, I, I could see it being Denny Hamlin, and I could see it being Christopher Bell. 
Uh, but I have to give the edge to Denny Hamlin because he's just so consistent. Um, and if he picks up where he left off last year to the downside of not winning a championship, I think that's the big thing that we talk about with Denny Hamlin. I think he's so consistent and too consistent to not be in it. Uh, and then that last spot, I think there's a lot of people you could add in. You could say Ross Chastain. Hard not to say William Byron after what he did last year. Martin Truex, kind of hands in the air. He had a great season, just didn't really compete in the, playoffs. in the playoffs. Uh, so I think that one's kind of hands in the air. If I have to give it to some to one person, though, I like William Byron. I like Ross Chastain. But I think I have to stick with Ross Chastain. I think William Byron had a great year last year, but I think feeding off of the momentum of, hey, we won Nashville last year. We won Phoenix last year. We know we can win at Phoenix if we get back there. Mm -hmm. Their goal is to get that one car into Phoenix because they know if they do, they have the setup to win that race. Uh, and I think that's what Trackhouse is going to be focused on all year round. Yes, they're going to want Daniel Suarez to win. Yes, they're going to feed him. Um, but they they know what Ross Chastain can do if they give him a, that car and he's in the championship four. So I think, I think those are the four drivers that I would say as of right now, but it's so hard to, to kind of narrow it down to those four because – who knows? Tyler Reddick could go on a hot streak oh, yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, Bubba Wallace, he could he could have an up year if he wins some races. Uh, anyone, Chase Elliott, anyone at Hendrick, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman, I think, is one of those who needs to have a he good does. year. But uh, I think both those guys, anybody under the Hendrick name can sneak into the playoffs and uh, and and win races there. So uh, I think at this point, you could, you could say about 10, 10 12 drivers – who I would agree with you on them making, the, them fi making yeah. the final four. But if I had to narrow it down, I'd say those four. Who, who's your champion? Out of those, I think it's hard to... The easy way out is saying Kyle Larson. Um, but again, I... Become I, another two-time champion. You'd, you'd only have uh, three of them then. Out of those, the out of those guys, there would only be one guy who... Uh, who or two, Denny Hamlin, who would who needs to win a championship to submit it as their first. But Denny Hamlin's been in the final four. Uh so is Ross Chastain, but fell up short. I, I think easy way out is Kyle Larson, but I, I really could see Ross Chastain or Denny Hamlin sneaking it out. But I'm gonna go the easy way out. I'm gonna say Kyle Larson's the champion. Joins Joey Logano. Joins Joey Logano. Kyle Bush. Yeah. yeah. As the two only time uh, two times. For me, gosh, if I had to pick four, I think Bubba Wallace is going to have a good year. Mm -hmm. I think he put enough races together last year to get himself through a couple more rounds of the playoffs. He's not going to be a Final Four driver. It's just not going to happen. I think he could win a couple races. Tyler Reddick, he's pretty good too, mm -hmm. but I I just don't think that 23-11, it's going to be their year yeah. here in 2024. I think they win races. I think they win races. I think they're going to be very competitive. I just don't mm -hmm. see them making it to the uh, championship four in Phoenix. I agree with that. I think Chastain has a ton of momentum. Mm -hmm. I think that out of this track house group and with all that is kind of swirling around the sport, I'm going to go ahead and put Ross Chastain in my championship four. 
I do believe in the championship hangover. Mm-hmm. Ryan Blaney will not be in the championship four. I think he'll be in the playoffs. He's too consistent, too good not to win races, but I don't think he makes it back to Phoenix. I will say his teammate, Joey Logano, will make it into the Final Four because history has shown us that in even-numbered years, Joey Logano <laughs> goes to the Final Four in Phoenix. It just It's just a stat. I know that it's kind of silly to go off of the numbers, but he's arguably one of the top three drivers in the series right now. So Chastain, Logano. I think you got to lose one to win one. Mm-hmm. And I think William Byron makes it back mm-hmm. to the championship four in Phoenix. And then for the Toyota, I think it has to be Christopher Bell. He has shown that he has become the new closer of the sport. He has taken that over from Kevin Harvick. When you need a win, when you need the momentum to, to go your way, cool, calm, steady as the river on the top, mm-hmm. but down below, it's churning and moving. Christopher Bell has that ability, and he can close the races out. So that's my final four. Chastain, Mm -hmm. Bell, Logano, Byron. I like that. I I think there's not a single reason that any of those four guys don't make the championship four. Um, Through history, all of them have been there. Yeah. Um, Last year, even, besides Joey Logano uh, and and Ross Chastain, the last two years, all of those guys have, have seen a race at the championship four. One of them has won the championship. The other one won the race last year. So I, I think it's really hard to tell right now. And uh, we're going to go a couple weeks without really knowing if there's a front runner uh, going Daytona, then Atlanta. That's going to be really interesting to see how, how that unfolds. But I, I think we really don't know anything until the first round of the playoffs is closed. Uh, because going into the playoffs... Last year, it was Martin Truex. All, oh, it yeah. Was, it, all we were talking about is Martin Truex and a little bit of William Byron here and there, and that kind of closed really quickly, and then it became Kyle Larson winning races, running up front. So I, I think it changes so fast. It's going to be the guy who can build momentum in those last four, five weeks of the season, and uh, it, it'll be really interesting, but uh, super competitive. I think so, and then out of my four, I think uh, I think William Byron. I wins like his first championship. So that that's kind of my way mm-hmm. too early predictions for yeah. 2024. But I, I think you're right. The sport is not going to be predicated on what happens in these first two races. I mean, they're mm-hmm. super speedway tracks, and they'll yeah. be pack running, and anybody can win mm-hmm. those. They're kind of toss-ups. The real kind of microcosm of the season will be after about four or five races, mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of know who has what. Yeah. But then we'll transition from spring into summer mm-hmm. and we've seen we've seen people we've seen catch, people fire, kinda catch fire in the summer i mean we saw it a couple of years ago when chase elliott won his championship mm-hmm. he got really hot in the summer won all the concrete track races and then went on to win a championship in phoenix so it, there's just no telling we'll have mm-hmm. to take this in leaps and strides just like we do every year and that's the reason we run all the races so yeah i i think it'll be It'll be really interesting. I think that's the best part about the NASCAR season. It's so long, but it keeps you so intrigued on what's going to happen throughout the season because you could watch three races at the in the first six races, and they could all be won by the same guy. And you could watch the last three races of the season, and that guy's not even breaking the top 10, top 15. So uh, I think it's, it's who's going to sprout at what moment. But going into Daytona, 
everybody's kind of got this one circled around. They they want to win this race. They want their name on the trophy. And they want the early punch in to the playoffs. And it just means that then the rest of the season, you really don't have to worry until we get to Darlington where you're going to cut it down, uh, which will be interesting going from Daytona being the cutoff race, now Darlington. But I think winning this race means so much for a driver's career, but also can make the season so much less stressful for the spring and summer portion of it. Um, so going into Daytona, who do you think? Oh man, what, put me on the spot. Who do we who do we think's going to be up front for this race? I want to say that the the streak of new winners continues. Mm-hmm. It'll be Bubba Wallace. I I really like, I like that. Bubba Wallace. I really I think like that, that pick. Him and Booty Barker. I don't know if you've watched mm-hmm. all the Netflix series or not. Um, I think Booty Barker is becoming a superstar. Yeah. I think he had, he he was just so great. Him. In the, in the Netflix series, and um, I think that Bubba had a great playoffs. I mean, they didn't have the – they were on the cut line mm-hmm. every week, and somehow he found a way to make it into the top 12, mm-hmm. almost made it into the top eight. And so I, I think that uh, he can ride that momentum, and we've seen him mature. And yeah. I think that this will be his season to make something happen. Like I, I said, I don't think you'll get mm-hmm. to the championship four, but, uh, but I, I could see him winning races. a bunch of races. So – um. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pick Bubba. I love that. I. I. I know we don't like to stack picks. I'm. I'm not going to, but I really like that pick. I think Bubba Wallace. We. We know he's good on the super speedways. He's shown it at, at Daytona, at this very race, and uh, feeding off of momentum at, off of a very good year. Didn't. Didn't have any wins, but he. He made it into the playoffs and made it for through the first round. And I don't think. A lot of people saw that coming from him. Like you said, he's he's matured a whole lot. Um, has a, has a different mindset. I think going into the races, not really worrying about, hey, we just lost three positions on pit road. Now I got to dig myself out of this. I think he's a lot more level on, on an even uh, headspace. I, I I really like that pick. I I could see Bubba Wallace winning this race, and and I think it'd be great for uh, for his career. Be great for twenty three eleven. It'd be amazing for twenty three eleven, uh, but not being allowed to pick him anymore. I think uh, I, I agree with you. I, I said earlier in the show. I think it's going to be a, a new Daytona five hundred winner. Um, I, I like it to be William Byron. Honestly, well, that would be really um, good. I, I think that it's kind of weird when when we think of new winners in the Daytona five hundred. Uh, William Byron has won at Daytona. He's he's won on some super speedways. He shows speed, uh, but I, I think he can very well go out and and, and win the Daytona 500. Um, coming off of a, a career year, uh, we know Hendrick's going to show up with speed. It, it, it it's almost bound to happen as long as he can keep that car clean. I, I think he can do it, and uh, and I think he'll be a new first time Daytona 500 champion. I like it. I mean you. You got to take the field. There's only seven (laughs) in the field, and Jimmy Johnson's not even guaranteed a spot to get in, so he's going to have to qualify. But, uh, yeah, we get ready to head down to the white sandy beaches of Daytona to start the season, and looking forward to another great year, JC. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. We got uh, a long season. We're going to do a lot of shows. It's going to be really fun, but Daytona kick it off, super speedway racing, 
Uh, I, I can't wait for it. When these cars uh, roll in, when we see cars on track, it'll kind of set in for for everybody that it's it's back. But yeah, I'm excited. Thanks, David, for joining me. I'm JC Fickenshire, and thanks for stopping by The Garage.